This is a podcast from Rover. All right, first show back for 2024. Lovely to be back as well. Kind of, no, it is really. Uh, Kate Ackland uh, from P and Lamb New Zealand. She's the chair. She joins us now. Uh, Kate, first day back uh, on the job for you as well. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Dom. Yes, nice to be here. Um, well, first day back in the office, but we've sort of been on deck right through Christmas and New Year's on the farm. So, sort of opening my laptop and clearing the emails. It's um, yeah, not really where I want to be, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, how has Mid Canterbury been in terms of uh, the weather and things like that? The dry factor. Well, we personally we're up in the foothills a bit, so we've been a bit lucky. We've been catching you know a bit of rain from the southeast. So we're still green, but the last few weeks have been really hot and really dry, so things have slowed right back. Um, so yes, we could certainly do with a decent fall of rain. We got eight mils last night, which will, you know, settle the dust a wee bit. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's dry around the country. We're, we're probably better than the ones, you know, in South Canterbury and the Hacker and North Otago, but um, we're still mm. feeling it. Yeah, I've been in Central for the last month or so, Central Otago, and uh, that's getting yeah, it's pretty dry there too. They had a had a good rain a few days ago. It was about twenty four hours worth, which was which was welcome and very very needed. That's for sure. But um, what about stock feed and stuff like that? Are you guys um faring okay in that regard at the moment? Look, we're pretty good. I mean, this El Nino, I suppose, was so well forecast that we we prepared ourselves pretty early and you know made some calls early. So. You know, we're comfortable, but we could certainly do with, you know, 24 hours of good rain. That would just sort of take a bit of the pressure off. Yeah, for sure. And uh, then, of course, most people's minds will be looking ahead. Uh, you know, what do we got in store? And uh, obviously where we left off last year, which was quite disappointing, but it was kind of the talking point for a lot of it was um, the low lamb price. And I guess there's going to be some long-term impacts when it, when it comes to that. Yeah, look, I mean, financially, it is really tough at the moment. And, and it's not just the land price, it's actually the cold new price that's uh, mm. a real concern. You know, I mean, you sort of have no option but to you know, make the call and, and clear clear stock. But it, it really hurts, actually, selling them for sort of 50 or $60 a head. So it'll be interesting to see. This, um, this next wee period through Chinese New Year will be just interesting to see what happens in the land market. But I'm not quite sure where we're going to end up on the cold new space. Uh, how robust are we at the moment in terms of you know the processing uh, and the, those sorts of things? Are sort of you know the the nuts and bolts of the of the system as it were, Kate. Look, from what I can see, it's um, it's all pretty solid actually. Um, I think the processors are doing a really good job of communicating with farmers. Largely, I mean, I know our own processor is so. I mean, it's just that same old farming through cycles, right, and focusing on what what we can control and and the levers we can pull. So, you know, it's a challenge, and we know that as well as anyone at the minute. Um, But hopefully this is just a cycle, and and a few few things will start to move. Speaking of cycles, of course, we've got a new uh, government cycle, I suppose you could call it, electoral cycle. We've got the coalition government in there at the moment, and I think um, so far, I think... In general, the ag industry has gone, OK, fair enough. You said you'd do some things, and by and large, you look like you're doing them. How do you see it from your point of view? Well, look, I think you're exactly right. I mean, this is a great opportunity for us as an ag sector to, to land some of the stuff, you know, like, like to um, to work with the government and a government that actually wants to work and is interested in a, in a profitable and a productive ag sector. 
So, you know, I think we just need to be really tight and really cohesive as a sector and, and, and acknowledge that there's actually a whole lot of things that do still need to happen, you know, especially in the environment space. You know, we, we all have to acknowledge that these changes, there's been some fantastic progress made by farmers over the last decade, and that needs to continue, but it can't be at the expense of a profitable and productive agricultural sector. So it's about finding that balance. And I guess as a whole of ag sector, being really tight and really cohesive and making sure that we are you know, telling a great story to government, but also giving the New Zealand public confidence that we've got this and, and we can have a balance between a, a profitable ag sector and you know, a great environment. Um, Joe Grigg was telling me, uh, Rex producer Joe Grigg was saying that uh, you put an article in uh, the Top of the South paper uh, recently. Uh, I'm not sure. Look, I haven't read it myself. Uh, Cards on the table. But she said, look, it was very interesting. And uh, you basically spoke about um, farmers needing to find a bit of common ground. Uh, Firstly, was her analysis of uh, your article correct? And if so, uh, what what do you mean exactly by that? Oh, look, I mean, the gist of the article really was just saying well, we've come out of a really divisive period and, and everybody knows that, you know, that the Hiwakarekanoa uh, period of New Zealand agriculture was incredibly divisive and I guess what I was saying is, look, we've got a change in government and now's our opportunity to kind of reset, move forward and just, you know, make sure that we are cohesive and we can land some stuff. Mm, that was one of the big things that uh, we have noticed in the last couple of years really is there's always a question of New Zealand agriculture moving in one direction and uh, it's no secret that there was really, but we noticed this honestly about a couple of years ago now starting to creep in a, a divide within rural New Zealand which historically is quite unusual. Oh look it is and I think there's always going to be things that we disagree on. You know like well there's such a broad church of views around things like climate change. I think we just need to agree to disagree on some things and figure out what we do agree on and then move forward with that. And, and it's the same with you know water quality. It's the same. There's, there's competing tensions on nutrient loads and water quality. But actually, let's focus on the stuff we agree on and then move forward and find a solution. Because I think if we continue to be really divided within rural New Zealand, we're actually just going to end up, you know, we'll get a change of government at some point and we'll end up exactly where we were six years ago. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the danger with the well, it's the danger. It's a reality of a three-year term, isn't it? Really, you know, unless you can back up, um, you know, sort of six, nine years or whatever as a government, uh, you know, the thing is, you get progress on uh, no matter you know what side you're on, and then it uh, you know can be all undone by uh, you know a coalition with different ideas, so to speak. So. You're right, I think it's really about the industry just getting on and uh, doing what it does best, I suppose, in a nutshell, really. Yep, and actually landing some of these things so that if we do get a change in government, you know, the, the incoming government and the New Zealand public actually have confidence that farmers are on top of this. You know, we're managing our externalities. We're, we're, you know, the environment is not an issue and does not need to be an election issue. So, you know, to me, that's sort of, that's what good looks like over the next six, ten years. Uh, As farmers, we're owning some of this stuff. Yeah, for sure, Um, which makes perfect sense. Um, A lot of my summer was spent listening to uh, podcasts, right, you know, just working around the property and stuff like that. It's good good fun, a lot of sun, that sort of thing. But I started to get a bit worried. I'm like, geez, what's going on overseas is uh, reaching a... 
what almost feels like is going to be something of a boiling point soon. And uh, one of the things that clearly is going to have an impact, among many things uh, that we can't do a heck of a lot about, is this uh, Red Sea business uh, going on uh, with Yemen and the Houthis. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen the news articles and the headlines about it. But uh, this is a problem because this actually has an impact on uh, what we produce and what we export over here. And what we import, actually, Kate, as well, to a large degree. Yeah, and it's uh, it'll be interesting to watch and see how it develops. I mean, at the moment, it's adding 10 days extra shipping time. And the surcharges, I think, are around $1,600 US per 20-foot container. So I don't think it's quite back to that sort of, you know, COVID shipping charges that we were facing. But it's certainly, it's not helpful. So it will be very, very interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. But I mean, I think it just sort of, it, it highlights just that the unrest and uncertainty that, you know, we're facing increasingly. That's the thing. And, uh, you know, there's certain things you can do stuff about. There's others that you clearly can't. Um, one of the other things um, I was reading uh, was the Beef and Lamb New Zealand doing this um, tracking of U.S. consumer trends. And uh, it shows um, basically really the gist of the article that I read was uh, in relation to the word sustainable. Basically, if you can say we're sustainable, uh, then um, the chances of you being uh, consumed or purchased at supermarket level is um, quite significantly higher, according to this analysis. I don't know if you've caught up with that yet, but uh, I'll throw that one at you anyway. Um yeah, and there's, I think, similar things coming out of the EU as well. In New Zealand, I mean, we are in such a great opportunity because we have one single farm assurance plan, so we can actually make um, you know, a national farm-assured sustainability claim. Um, you know, we, we have a great opportunity as a country, and so I guess it's, it's up to us and up to our processes to, to grasp that, and I think they're starting to do a really great job in that space. You're right, having one, that's a real key, isn't it? So basically, if you've got the NZ Farm Assurance Program tick or seal of approval or however it uh, comes, it basically is a you know, fairly rigorous uh, and, and, and robust set of uh, guidelines, I suppose, that consumers can then go, oh, OK, it's, a, it's up to a certain standard. And apparently, this is what people are wanting, uh, particularly overseas. So, um, you know, it's good that we've got that in place. Well, I suppose the NZ Farm Assurance Program is, is more around the, um, the animal welfare and food safety side of it. But um, you know, the, the add-on FAP Plus is then starts bringing in some of those sustainability metrics. And I know that there's a, a lot of the processes are actually paying farmers extra or rewarding farmers for having that FAP Plus, you know, that sustainability credential. And, and to me, that's that's a great story, right? You know, we're getting paid more at the farm gate for. You know, actions we're taking on farm. Hey, listen, now, how was it? Have you had a good summer, though, in general terms? I've had a great summer. I mean, I, I've taken three weeks off and tried to completely switch off and just spend time on the farm with the kids. Um, you know, we've given all our, all our staff as much time off as we could, so you know, having a few days in the yards, which is quite a novelty for me these days. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been great for me. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's nothing. It's so good just getting outside and just you know doing that sort of stuff. It's brilliant. Um, well, good on yeah. you, Kate. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on the program today. Thank you. And uh, look, no doubt we'll be talking again many times throughout twenty twenty four. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Tom.
Well, if you like what you've just listened to, don't forget to subscribe to Rex wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social to read the latest rural news. Just head to rexonline.co.nz.